0: Good evening uh, brothers and sisters welcome to this online service we've been talking about entering into the promised land and uh, more so when we take possession of the land of what God has prepared for us we need to know how to maintain how to preserve uh, what God has given to us so that this will continue generation after generation so we talk about the importance of the succession of leadership, and also the importance of keeping together as one nation. Uh, so we're talking about the kingdom of God, right? How the kingdom of God can continue to advance. Uh, tonight, we want to look into another aspect: how we can keep what God has uh, given to us. That is keeping the covenant of love, keeping the covenant of love. So we keep the covenant of God by obeying all his commands so I want you to understand that this is a covenant of love it's not a set of rules that we are uh, so obligated uh, to obey with, with reluctance and 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 of heart no but it is it is uh, to obey the, the the word of God the commands of God with a gladness of heart because it it is a covenant that we have, covenant of love that we have entered into with God himself. Look at Deuteronomy 7 verse 8. Because it, uh, but it was because the Lord loved you, the Lord loved you and kept the oath he swore to your ancestors that he brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the land of slavery, from the power of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. So can you see right from the start, right? It's because God loved, loved us. He has chosen us. He has brought us into this covenant relationship and and He has done great things for us because of His love. Verse 9. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. Okay, so once again, it's a covenant of love that God uh, made with us. He wants us to be able to keep what he has given to us from generation to generation, Throughout, uh, even right into eternity. And uh, Deuteronomy 7, 11, verse 11, Therefore, take care to follow the commands, decrees, and laws I give you today. If you pay attention to these laws and are careful to follow them, then the Lord, your God, will keep His covenant of love with you, as he swore to your ancestors. Right? What's the condition? We are to take care, to follow the commands, decrees and laws God has given us today. Right? So to, to follow, to take care to follow, that means you take it seriously. And... It says here, if you pay attention, that means you give, take it intentionally, pay attention to what God is saying to us. So how do we obey, observe the commandments of God? It's intentionally remembering the commands of God. Look at how God Teach the nation of Israel to, to work this out in their life. In Numbers 15, Numbers 15, 38, he says, speak to the Israelites and say to them, throughout the generations to come, you are to make tassels on the corners of your garments with a blue card on each tussle. You will have these tassels to look at and so you will remember all the commandments of the Lord that you may obey them and not prostitute yourself by chasing after the lust of your own hearts and eyes. So we need to be reminded concerning the commands of God. And in order to help the Israelites to obey it, not just in one particular generation, but from generation to generation, even though the command has been given during the time of Moses thousands of years ago, they are to remember, to help them to, to know this. God say, when you make your garment, you make tassel, so that you will, when you see that, it will remind you of the commandments of God, the commandments of God. But in order for us to be able to, to obey the commands, we have to remember them. A lot of people, they listen to the Word of God. Sunday, Monday, they forgot everything. They never obey. But this gives them a, a deception, a deceptive view of what they've done. They thought, you know, I've done my duty. But God say, you know, on Monday when you put on your shirt, when you put on your garment, you look at the tassel, you remember, oh, okay, what's the command? What did God speak yesterday? So you remember then, you revise then. So all the time, you, remind, you remember what God has spoken. So some, some of us are asking, you know, there is so much. The commandments, you know, so much. How how can I remember them all? How can they remember them all and obey them? You ask yourself what God is speaking to us at this time. What is God speaking to us at this season? Do you remember? Have Have you received the word? Remember them. So that the word are written in your mind. And in your heart. So that the, the word fills your whole being. That you put them into practice. It begins a thing. How to put them into practice. That's what. How, how, that's how we are to obey the commandments of God. As I said before. If you don't understand. You find out. You learn them so that you remember them. And in the New Testament, this is called the renewal of our mind by the word of God. And that's how we write those words into our mind, into our hearts. And when we do that, we are able to, otherwise, if we don't do this, we will prostitute ourselves by chasing after the loss of our hearts and eyes. Because then, our hearts and our eyes or mind will be filled with what we want, the lust of the flesh, what we cover. But now we fill it with the word of God, the commands of God. So now we're able to, to, to follow them. Okay, so back in the Old Testament, God taught us how to do it. And that's why we need to study them so that we too, can be reminded. You write in a notebook, remind yourself, read it, so that you remember what the Lord has commanded us to obey. And when we do that, what's the benefit? Deuteronomy 11, verse 8, Observe therefore all the commands I'm giving you today, so that you may have the strength to go in and take over the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess. You will have the strength to enter into what God has prepared, what God wants to do, enter into the promised land. When we listen to his word, obey them, then we will enter in to what he has prepared for us. And so that you may live long in the land the Lord swore to your ancestors to give to them and their descendants a land flowing with milk and honey. So that we stay long, we keep it. Not just enter into it and then loses it because we don't know how to keep them. We don't know how to follow God and how to obey God. So what are the commandments? You know, we are not in the Old Testament. What are the commandments we are to keep so that we can take possession and live long in the land of promise? Deuteronomy 6, 13. The first thing is, fear the Lord your God, serve Him only, and take oaths in his name fear the Lord that's the first commandment we have to keep and that's why God said you remember the great things he has done remember his discipline so you have a complete understanding knowledge of God so now you have a healthy fear of God you reverend him you love him because of the great things he has done there is that healthy fear because you understand there is consequence in the things that we, we do. We are responsible. There is the discipline of God, the judgment of God. So we have a healthy fear of God in our life. That's, that's the beginning. That's the, 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 the first commandment we have to obey, to have the fear of God. And The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. So now, with the fear of God, we will know how to look at things and make the right decision. We will have the wisdom of God in our life. So that's the first commandment. Fear God. Fear God. The second commandment is to love God with all our hearts. Deuteronomy 6, 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. Love the Lord your God with all your heart because the Lord is one. So we know that there's only one God and this God wants us to love Him with all our hearts. And I know we love God, but we don't love Him with all our hearts. When we love God with all our hearts, with all our soul, with all our strength, we will love Him with, with passion with our emotion involved. And when we are so loving God, so passionate about God, then we will be motivated because that love motivated for us to want to do something for Him. Just, you know, to, to, to show our love for Him. It will result in Creativity. When we face problems, because of that passion, we will not give up. We will find solutions. We will find ways, the best ways around it, so that we can solve the problem. But today, you know, people say they love God. When they face problems, oh, they say that's the problem. So they excuse themselves. Others, when they face problems, they run off. There's not much love shown. For God, isn't it? But when we love God with all our hearts, you know, with all our soul, we're so passionate about Him, we will do everything in order to please Him. We will draw near. We will know how to worship Him. Some people say, oh, you know, I'm too busy. Wait do I have time. You know, yeah, yeah, I love God. Yes, I never forget about God. Yeah, I pray. You see how, how we deceive ourselves? I'm not sure whether we believe what we say, but we use it in response to, to people who questions where we were. But the word God says we are to fear God and to love Him with all our hearts. Deuteronomy 11, 13. So if you faithfully obey the commands I'm giving you today, to love the Lord your God and to serve Him with all your heart and with all your soul, then I will send rain on your land in its season, both Autumn and spring rain. Okay, let me just pause here. To love the Lord with your heart and to serve Him with all your heart and all your soul. These two things come together. When we truly love God, we will serve Him. When we don't serve Him or serve Him reluctantly, passively, You know, your love for God is not good. It's not what God says. Love Him with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength, right? So love and serve God, they they come together. So we fear Him, we love Him with all our heart, we serve Him with all our heart. And we serve Him not according to what we think is right and good, but according to what He thinks is right and good. We're talking about seeking His true righteousness. True righteousness. Not righteousness in our own eyes. A lot of us, we have plenty of self-righteousness. We justify ourselves. Oh, we have our, our ways, but we don't want to submit. We don't want to obey God. A lot of self-righteousness. But 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 when we serve God with all our hearts, we're talking about serving in his true righteousness. Look at Deuteronomy 6:18. Do what is right and good in the Lord's sight, so that it may go well with you, and you may go in and take over the good land the Lord promised on oath to your ancestors trusting out all your enemies before you, as the Lord said. Okay, do what is right and good in the Lord's sight. In the Lord's sight. I mentioned earlier, a lot of us, we have our self-justification, self-righteousness. But it says, do what is right and good in the Lord's sight. Just to give you an example, Gideon, the man of God, the mighty warrior, the one who done so much for the nation so that there are 40 years of peace in Israel. Towards the end, he spoke to the nations that he, would not, he, he and his family would not rule over them. But he also asked them one more thing. Judges 8, 24. And he said, I do have one request that each of you give me an earring from your share of the plunder. Eh? Mind you, he's not asking for himself. He's not being selfish. Look at verse 27. Gideon made the gold into an ephah, which he placed in opera, his town. All Israel prostituted themselves by worshipping it there. And it became a snare to Gideon and his family. So with good intention and purpose, Gideon, well, asked them to give him an earring so that he can make an ephor. You know, the Israelites, they honor, well, the ephor is what they use when they seek God. In 1 Samuel 23, 1 Samuel 30, David, when he was so desperate, is running for his life. And he came to the priest and asked the priest to bring out the ephor and sought God, and God spoke to him. So Gideon, with good intention and purpose, wanted to make an ephor so that the nation of Israel can come and worship Good intention, think about God, but doesn't have the mind of God, doesn't have, you know, uh, uh, what God thinks as good and right. So as a result, it becomes a snare. This evil becomes like an idol that the people keep coming and, 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 and worship, not worship God. The Bible says prostitute themselves. God forbid them to make anything to represent him. And with the ephor, he has his instruction and the, with the priest and so on. But Gideon, have good intention, but it becomes a snare for the nation. It brings about tremendous damage. Right, so, so we want to serve God to do what is good and what is right in his sight not according to what we think. So we need to know Him. We need to know His Word. We need to draw near to Him to know His heart. And then we need to remember our God in our success. Remember God in our success. Deuteronomy 4, 23, Be careful not to forget the covenant of the Lord your God that He made with you. Okay. Do not ever forget about the covenant he made with you. Do not make for yourself an idol in the form of anything the Lord your God has forbidden. For the Lord your God is a consuming fire, a jealous God. So Gideon just violate that, as we have learned. And so we need to know who we are, that we are God's holy people, God has made covenant with us and we are uh, uh, to obey his commandments to to keep the covenant so that whatever God promises it will continue to come uh, to us and to the generations uh, later. And uh, so it is a process for us to, to move and to enter into the promised land. And During this process, we have to fight against the enemies. During this process, we have to work, we have to plant, we have to sow. So we are to do our parts. So much so sometimes at the end of the day, we think we are the one who has won the battle. We are the one who have worked so hard and now we have this harvest and we deserve it. And uh, so we forget about God. We forget that He is the one who saved us. He is the one who has done all these things. He is the one who is leading us each step of the way. He is the one who gives us victory. He is the one who gives us the ability to gain wealth. So it tells us that we have to work. He gives us the ability. We have to work in order to bring in the harvest. But some people, in the midst of their Success, they forget about God. So that's why there are people who become successful and then they become so busy, they have no time for God. Not like those days. You see, they they have lost their love for the Lord uh, and uh, they do not really serve God. And uh, so God leads us bit by bit, process, you know, uh, one step after another. And we better not forget this is God's way rather than thinking that we are the one who struggle. True. Look at Deuteronomy 7.22. The Lord your God will drive out those nations before you little by little. You will not be allowed to eliminate them all at once or the wild animals will multiply around you. So can you see? God's way is still progressively leading us as much as we can contain, as much as we can uh, deal with. Verse 18, Deuteronomy eight eighteen, Remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirms His covenant which He swore to your forefathers as it is today. Okay, so uh, God definitely wants to bless us. He wants to multiply us and cause us to be fruitful, to have abundance so that we are uh, satisfied for a reason, to confirm his covenant that he saw to our forefathers. And so when we enter into the promises of God and the abundance of God, remember it is the law who has blessed us. It's the Lord who has given us all these things so that we will continue to obey His command, continue to keep the covenant that He has made with us and with our forefathers. Verse 13 of Deuteronomy 8, And when your herds and flocks grow large and your silver and gold increase, and all you have is multiplied. Then your heart will become proud, and you will forget the Lord your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. Verse 17, You may say to yourself, My power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. Produced this wealth for me. So that's what we have to watch out, because, you know, there are people, when they have entered into the, the, the blessings of God, the abundance of God, they, they think they, they have done it. You know, it is, it's for them to enjoy. They deserve it. Rather than realize, realizing God is confirming His covenant. God wants the nations to come because of us, to, to, to worship Him. God wants to glorify His name. And so we, we need to know how to use the wealth of God to to advance the kingdom of God, right? So I hope tonight we understand the commands of God for us today is that we might fear the Lord, We might love God with all our hearts. We might serve God with all our hearts. We might keep his covenant, always remembering his covenant that he has made with us this covenant of love, so that we will be able to know how to live successfully in the promised land and to, to live long in the promised land to, to, from generation to generation that the, 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 the blessings of God will, will just flow so that we will touch the nations for the glory of his name. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for reminding us again and again that we are to obey all your commandments so that we may keep the covenant that you have made with us. Father, we will never forget what you have done, who you are, your discipline, so that we will fear you in all, wanting to follow you, wanting to worship you, wanting to serve you to love you with all our heart, to serve you with all our hearts. And Lord, we pray that your people will really rise up in this season of time, knowing that you are speaking to us. We will not be bound by those deception and lies that we, we, we give ourselves, but we will love you with all our hearts, with all our, our mind, or our soul, our strength. We will serve you in diligence. We will serve you with all that we have and are so that the covenant will continue generation after generation for the glory of your name, your kingdom advancing, your will be done on earth. We thank you. We bless you. Bless your people, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Okay, so the Lord bless you. We can be dismissed.